Hi, this is Dee Wallace from E.T. and Cujo and the Howling, and you're listening to The Horror Squad. Squad podcast. Tonight we're going to talk about Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2 from 2000 and 2009. We got Sam's back. Uh, We got Steve and Joe and myself, Todd. And real quick, um, Allie, if you listened to the last episode, you won the competition for my box of goodies. So we're waiting on your your message so we can have your address so I can get that stuff out to you as soon as possible. So um, you can send the email at Horse Squad Podcast or any of our Instagrams. And yeah, I really want to send it out. So I'll make sure we get that information. I don't want to have to redo the contest for anybody else. So, um, guys, Sam, where you been? Hey, everyone. How's it going? My name is Sam. <laughs> Today's been a long day, so I'm, I'm powering through this. Sam got up at noon today. And uh, yeah, watched watched a couple movies. What took movies? a nap. Did you? Um, you didn't watch any movies. You probably watched like uh, season eight of Roseanne or something. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am on season eight right now. Are you really? How many seasons are there of that show? <laughs> oh, how many seasons are there? Eight? Nine? Nine? Mm. So you're on the bat. Just as long as I get a Halloween episode, that's all I care about. Mm-hmm. Very good. Steve, what's going on with you, buddy? Uh, just packing up my house every day because I'm moving in a month. So uh, that's it. That's really all I'm doing. Yeah, I work and pack, and that's pretty much my life now. So Are you, are you throwing a bunch of stuff away, or are you keeping everything? Uh, I started to early on, but then... Eventually, I'm like, fuck it, I'll do it at the next house. You know, like, it's, you're really motivated at first, and then eventually you're like, oh, I'll just throw it all in the box and figure it out later. So, yeah. Yeah. What about um, you? Um, I am just going to work. I mean, our house is uh, not listed right now. We uh, um, had to take off the market to do a repair, and then once that's done, we're going to put it back up. But I actually like packing. I like, I'd label everything, like, very specifically. <laughs> like, I put, like... Evil Dead figure or something book or whatever, so I know exactly what's in each box. So probably because I moved I've like six houses or something. It's ridiculous. But yeah. And Joe, your last guy, what have you been up to, buddy? Oh, nothing really. Just uh, adding more grails to my collection. Some yeah. more hard grails. Make taking that overtime money and putting it to good use. Um, that's screw about re- it. More screw retirement. Yeah, exactly. Working, yeah, I've been working six days a week, which, you know, isn't the best. But like I said, I get that extra money so I can buy more horror stuff. So, you know, that's the one positive. You're still working in the haunted tunnel? Yes. Yes, every night. Every night in those, in the tunnels of downtown Boston. Lots lots of rats. And like I said, it, like, every, it really reminds me of um, My Bloody Valentine, like, when I'm down there a lot. But it's a great, it'd be a great place to film a horror movie. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'll make a makeshift one down there with just me. I'll do like a bomb footage style. And I'll get like some of the guys at work to play like zombies or something. Do it. 
All right, you guys want to get into the questions? I have an announcement. Oh, Oh. okay. Today marks 100 days away until Halloween, but when you're listening to this, it won't be 100. It'll be 99. It'll be 99. So we're almost there. Halloween is practically like four weeks away, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Probably won't have a Halloween this year. Contest, you or not contest? I guess challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, if you like Halloween stuff, if you like posting photos, I'm doing a photo a day challenge on Instagram. You can look it up. It's at Halloween Happy. It's where you post a photo um, each day leading up to Halloween, and I I'm doing um them as photo prompts. So today everyone posted a photo of themselves and I'm going to try my best to share most of them in my stories. Mm-hmm. So yeah. And the hashtag? The hashtag is 100 days of Halloween happy. There we go. Sweet. Pod, Steve, I haven't gotten a notification <laughs> of your selfie. Ooh, well, all problem. my pictures will be of boxes, so. <laughs> <laughs> I swear this Just box has a really cool year. Halloween collectible. Wait a minute. Hey, Steve, are you moving the coffin? Is the coffin going with you? Of course. I mean, is it, so, oh my God. That, 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 so that whole thing, like me trying to hide that thing from people is really a challenge. It's, I swear it's going to be like, so I have this whole plan where I'm going to go over to my new house at like two in the morning and move it then. So. That's even worse. <laughs> you're, you're like the vampire yeah, from Fright Night. Yeah, that's exactly what I think is going to happen. Hey, look, yeah, some... the neighbors moving in at two in the morning with a coffin. Yeah, that's that's exactly how we starts. <laughs> yeah, some some, some teenager is gonna see it and like she's spying on us. It's gonna be a whole thing. It's, it's oh, gonna yeah. be awesome. I think a really good good prank that I don't know you can't obviously do, but to bury the coffin with like a fake skeleton in your in your current yeah. backyard and right. receive, you'll never have the result or see what happened. But well, I probably would. I think they would come to <laughs> knock at my door. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a challenge show. Like I had house showings and I didn't know where to put it, so I had to hide it. Uh, they get, like, they get everywhere too, man. They they snoop through everything. Holy shit! Uh, like they they did a 3D scan of my house. You could see like my DVD collection, like to the <laughs> to the movie. They did such a good scan of my house, but they didn't get the coffin. I uh, I managed to hide it really well. Nice. So, yeah, it's it's a thing. I, but, I, I uh, have like movers. Are movers gonna like move it? Basically, like you're gonna hire a company to come in and do it. No, uh, I'm gonna move the coffin myself. There you go. <laughs> yeah, I mean I've done it before, so. Should have got movers and like had like a hidden camera, so you could have like seen their reactions. <laughs> <Is that> right. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm gonna move that one myself strategically. So. All right. That'll be that. All right, you guys ready for some questions? Let's do it. Yep. Uh, okay, so this week the questions are gonna be divided into segments because people either love or don't love the Rob Zombie's Halloween. Um, so I have a lot of questions about Halloween, which I'll ask after we review it. But there are a few questions that aren't related to Rob Zombie's Halloween. And you can ask us those questions on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast or by email thehorrorsquadpodcast at gmail.com. First, to, first one comes to us from Mandy. She says, hey, squad, what movies do you recommend with the letter H? I'm going to be sad when we this segment ends because I really enjoy mm-hmm. this Letter, this letter challenge we've had. Yeah, thanks, Mandy, for starting something that's like a constant yes. for a while. This is fun. 
A hard, uh, she doesn't start the letter H. Suggest, yeah, so it's two, two weeks in a row that we uh, follow her letter. So we did, uh, you know, last week it was the movie of the week with Ghost of War with G, and now it's H with Halloween. So. I know, how funny. Mm-hmm. Um, H. No. What do you guys got? <laughs> House, but only the first one. Ooh. Yeah, House 2, not very good. Yeah. That's so fucking weird. That's like, yeah. I, I, I just, got one. House on the left. That's house on the left? That's an L, isn't it? Just, that's an L, you turn. Let's do house right, on the left. Just change the title to make yeah. it work. All right, I like it. High tension. What that's about, a good one. What about your number one of the decade from 2000, 2009, Todd? Oh, yeah. House of the Thousand Corpses. Good memory, Joe. Yes. And Hostel. 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 Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Hostel 2 is good if you guys haven't given another rewatch lately. Yeah, I haven't watched it in forever, but I remember enjoying it for the most House, part. House of Wax is good. Oh, Maybe my gosh. Yes. Wait, wait, which one are we talking? Are we talking uh, Paris I'm Hilton? I'm talking about both. Paris Hilton, baby. Paris Hilton. <laughs> All right. It's pretty good. They are both pretty good, actually. Um, I got one. Uh, Hush. Which is oh, a more Hush is great, man. Very good. It's on. I don't know if it's still streaming on Netflix. I know it was, but yeah, very good. Uh, one that came out within the last ten years, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then of course Halloween. Yes, of course. Hellraiser. I know Todd hates yeah. them, but there are a couple good ones in there. <laughs> Did somebody and, say uh, Hills of Eyes yet? No. Nope. Remake and Indeed. original. Yes, both. Uh, also, uh, Hollow Man, which, you know, it's not perfect or anything, but I, I still enjoy it. It's been a while since I've seen it, though. I don't know how well it holds up. Yeah, my, my Two of my favorite uh, black and white films, House on Haunted Hill and The Haunting. Yes. Nice. Even The Haunting Remake's not bad, either. The what? The Haunting Remake. Oh, I, I didn't like The Haunting Remake, but I did like The House on Haunted Hill Remake. Okay. Tim, don't you, you like The Haunting Remake, right? I thought you said you like you enjoyed it. The haunting. The one with uh, Liam Neeson. Catherine and, Zeta uh, Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones. Zeta Jones. It's been a long time since I've seen it, yeah. but at the time I did. I got one more that's not really loved, um, but Hardware. If you guys have seen that one, it's a post-apocalyptic thing where this guy finds a robot and like brings it back to life, and it starts. It's basically a slasher. It's pretty cool. I've never seen that one. Check it out. I think you like it. All right. Uh, and one more that I want to mention because I'll never get to mention it again. It's not really horror, but it's a good intro to horror for kids. It's the Hotel Transylvania series, which I adore. I just I think they're those awesome. are good, man. I like them. Yeah, too. I, I really like them. That's, uh, then there's a fourth one coming, so I'm excited. For oh, you. is there? I, I think number one is the best. Yeah, two is great. Two, three is we're starting to like show its, you know. Yeah, that freaking song gets in my head from part three. Right, yeah. <laughs> I love the yeah. dogs, though, in part three. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. Another, uh, I've seen any of them. Sam, I know uh, Sam was a big fan of them. I am. You Sam, seen was, Sam was watching Corpse's Brad recently. Yeah. I was. Is that going to be on your watch tonight? <laughs> no. No? Uh, all right, so, uh, yeah, I think we got plenty of suggestions and little H there for you. Uh, her next question Loved your interview last week. It was really, really interesting. Not that they are doing a bad job or anything. Far from it. 
but why is only Steve and Joe doing all the interviews? <laughs> Steve, you had them ask that. <laughs> but, no, but she, she actually asked me that, and I, I thought it was a good way, a good time to explain why it's me and Joe usually, and it's really just a I question of timing. Why. Oh, okay, Sam. Since you okay. guys really want to know, you ready oh. for the truth? Right. Todd, Todd don't like doing them. <laughs> I can't. I cannot fight for the spotlight when asking people for questions because Joe yells. And it's not even worth my damn energy. Joe tries to act like he's the one that asks the most special questions in the world, and so I'm like, why even bother? And Joe and Steve are really good at that. Like that's like you get the banter from me and Todd, and you get the interviews from Steve and Joe. All right. No. <laughs> I'll take. I'll accept that. No, but honestly, I just usually it's like in the middle of the day where. We can't, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, usually. No, that's uh, right. yeah. yeah, Sam and Todd are usually working, and me and Steve. Have... And I think they're really good at it. Like, it's hard when you're interviewing someone and there's like four people asking questions. Like, I just get overloaded with like yeah sensory stuff. So I personally like when everyone can do it. I I think the last time we did it was our D Wallace interview, which was yeah. Mm -hmm. I think so. Back, yeah. Yeah. So. But, uh, it, it can get maybe overwhelming. We'll be there for the next one. Yes, maybe we got. I'm in the works for a uh, guest from a popular '80s cult classic horror movie. So Billy Zane. <laughs> I wish. <Some> yeah. <laughs> That'd be so dope. <laughs> and let's just say it might have, you know, just think of our name and maybe you'll have you get some hints. Speaking of Dee Wallace, man, she's pretty good in Halloween. She is. is she? Can we? Yeah, she is. Yeah. And she's more. She's actually more prevalent in the uh, unrated version, which I'm sure we can discuss. She gets. She has a lot more uh, screen time in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So, thanks for the question. Her next one is: I'm really enjoying the remake episode, so super looking forward to this one. I'd like each of you to say which remake you'd like to review next, if you had the sole choice. I'm going to throw out Evil Dead, because me and Sam actually have it on the background, too, and I think that would be a fun one to discuss. Um, I don't know. Sam, Steve, you got anything that pops in? Um, Since we just talked about it, House of Wax, I don't think you guys have covered that one. No. Another one of my favorite is um, Friday the 13th, but I think we, we covered that it. one. Yeah. yeah. You were on it. <laughs> That's why I said we yeah. I haven't seen House of Wax in a long time, so I think that'd be a good, a good double header, actually. Yeah, I haven't seen the original in forever, so yeah, that would be a fun double header. I think Steve brought it up um, that we should do the Dawn original yeah. remake. That'd be good. I, mean, I liked his idea Dawn? of doing all three, like of night, dawn, yeah. and day. Uh, day's fucking terrible, though. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, yeah, the Romero trilogy as remakes, I think, would be cool. Uh, and I'd also one one day like to do one uh, that's like a Japanese one, uh, either The Eye or The Ring or um, The Grudge, something that was translated from one language to another, just mm -hmm. to see you know how much is lost in translation and which version we like better and stuff like that. So I think that would be fun as well. Pulse yeah. would be an excellent one because that would be a good one. Japanese yeah. one is awesome. Yeah, the eye, the Japanese the eye is really good. Way too. better. Way that's yeah. that's just Galba, right? In the remake? Yeah. 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 I don't know if I've seen that one. I just know the poster, like her little milky eye thing. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the, yeah, there's plenty um, there's plenty more remakes for us to cover, so we'll definitely do some more. We've been doing a lot lately too. 
We did yep. TCM. We did The Shining. We did this Halloween. It's, uh, we've been hitting them pretty heavily lately. And her last it, it question. May be, it may not be a completely a remake, but I'll throw Blair Witch as well, just because it's Blair Witch. Well, have you, haven't <laughs> done, you haven't done Blair Witch? We did the original Blair Witch project, but it's we haven't done the first episode. Blair. First episode, but not the. Uh... Yeah. We haven't done the 2007, uh, whatever year it came out. Like 2015, 14, something like that. It does. Pretty cool. The remake? Yeah. Or the... Yeah, I liked it. You know, I'm, I'm calling it right now. Episode 200 will be... So you have Blair Witch for one, Blair Witch 2 for 100, and Blair Witch the remake. <laughs> yeah. 200. <laughs> what, what are we at now? Perfect. At 133. Uh, we got a while. Yeah, yeah, we got a while. We got another year and a half. So, <laughs> um, All right. And her, her final question... It's been a while since you talked about this. What's something cool, horror, of course, you purchased lately for your collections? So, Joe, you were talking about spending all the money. Uh, what have you been buying? <laughs> it did. Uh, the latest piece I picked up is a piece I've wanted for a long time. It hasn't arrived in the mail yet, but uh, it is the uh, NECA um, Exorcist uh, Reagan, and she's, like, laying in her bed like all tied up and like her head spins around. It's from 2004. It's oh, a pretty that's rare. rare piece now. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a very rare piece. Came out in 04, but I found it for a pretty good price in a great horror group. Uh, for those of you on Facebook, it's called Ultimate Horror Collectibles. Um, I've picked up already quite a few pieces uh, from that group. So uh, yeah, if you're into collecting, I I definitely recommend joining that group. What was the price, homie? Hundred bucks. One fifty. Which is pretty good because that thing goes not, yeah. for three to four hundred. It's not usually. terrible. Yeah, that's a, a really fucking cool piece though. It is. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It's been on my list for forever, and I want to get the other one that NECA did the Spider Walk one. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've ever seen that. Yeah, on the stairs, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been I've taken a hiatus from collecting figures. Um, I think I'm a little bit over it for right now for some reason. Um. Yeah, looking around, there's been nothing really I've purchased in a long time. Well, I th- yeah, I think the last thing I bought was during the full moon sale in February, so that's like four months ago. So yeah, nothing lately. Sam, actually, actually Ooh. false. I did <laughs> order that stupid Friday the 13th set, which I said I wasn't going to order, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that comes out in October. So. What are you gonna do with the print? You gonna frame the prints up? You should get them signed if you could, like a con, like when cons come back. That'd no, be- I didn't. I ordered the one from Amazon. I didn't order from Screen Factory okay. because the shipping is free in Amazon and Screen Factory is like fifteen bucks. Something stupid. Yeah. Mm, nice. Yeah. What about you, Sam? Anything uh, Halloween as the all the Halloween stores start opening up? Um, I recently acquired some jack-o'-lantern orange fuzzy house slippers, and they're, like, the best thing in life. (laughs) (laughs) They're pretty cute. They are cute. (laughs) Um, That's awesome. And as for me, the latest thing I got, I'm not buying much these days because I'm moving, and it's a pain in the ass to, like, what address am I going to live at and all that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of trying to stay away from stuff. But I did receive uh, an axe signed by the actors who played Jack and Wendy in Doctor Sleep. Uh, so they signed the top of the axe. So I thought that'd be cool. My Stephen King room. And That's it's cool. all. Mm-hmm. How did you get that? It's a Bambox uh, item. Oh, it was a Bambox? Oh, that's, re- that's pretty cool for a Bambox wow. item. Yeah, but I, I should 
point out it's, it's the like expensive van box they call it big bam or something like that it's uh 99 i believe there's a bunch of stuff in it Pretty it wasn't good. just just that's that. Yeah. worth that's worth it that time yeah no it, it did and I, it came with a really cool stephen king print as well it came with um a misery uh reaction thing of just her, her sledgehammer uh, a couple couple pins yeah, it was actually a decent box so happy with it and it's also one of my favorite times of year right now uh michael's just put out their Limax uh collection so oh. my money has started to you know cipher itself to michael's for a little bit as i grow my Limax village which is getting <laughs> a little ridiculous <laughs> so yeah um yeah all right so thank you mandy for all the questions we move over to horror fan ryan he says talking remake uh, are there any movies you want to see remade? Personally, I love In the Mouth of Madness, but would be excited for a remake of it. I think the lead actress and the CGI in the original are pretty bad, so a remake might actually make it even better. So what remake would you like to see that we haven't seen already? I do agree with him on In the Mouth of Madness. That, it is a good movie, but there's definitely some uh, some questionable CGI in that. And yeah, updated, it would be pretty cool. Um, What else? What do you guys got? Can I remake a remake? That's what I yeah. was just thinking. Yeah, let's remake 13 Ghosts, man, and take out Tony Shalhoub. <laughs> I cannot stand that guy. No, but that I think that movie can do an update because they kind of miss the ball and like, focusing on ghost stuff, you know? There's, like, a lot of stupid kid shit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that would be cool. Okay. Well, for... Um... If we're remaking remakes, I'm going to throw up Pet Cemetery. Because yeah. <laughs> I think they dropped the ball, and I think it's still ripe for a really good remake. Ooh, that'd be a tough one to remake because it's like such a cult classic. Yeah, a sequel would be nice, but yeah, a remake would be tough. All right. Oh, um, you guys remakes, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and as for me, uh, I would, even though I really love the first one, I think it'd be cool to see a new version of Cemetery Man. I just really love that film, and it'd be cool to see kind of an updated version of a guy in the cemetery just picking off demons and zombies and crazy shit and just make it kind of Army of Darkness, like really funny slash gory and fun. That'd be, that'd be fun. fun. I'll, I'll also throw out the Fun House. I think that'd be a really good, like, fun remake. Yeah, that'd be a good one. That's a whole classic too, Joe. Don't want to mess with <laughs> <It> that. <is. laughs> um, all right, so thank you for the question. Next one comes to us from Brad. He says, what missing footage from a horror movie would you like to see that hasn't been released in any video format? Mine would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, lefty dream footage when he's in the hotel before Stretch goes to see him, and the death of the mom in Friday the 13th, the final chapter, House of a Thousand Corpses cut footage as well would be awesome. Yeah, the corpses footage is like fabled. Um, I think he showed it at his concerts, if I remember correctly. What's supposed to be like in there? I, oh shoot, I don't recall, but I remember it was he would play it like during his his sets, and like people were going crazy and shit like that. Um, but uh, oh, Event Horizon right off the bat, because that shit... I mean, they, they say they recovered a lot of it for the Scream Factory release. We'll see, but... Um, like, they had to cut that shit. Because, I mean, the stuff we saw already is terrible, so I can only imagine what they had to cut. So I'm excited to see that. I uh, I don't know. I'm not really familiar with too many, like, just, I like, mean, either. cut I don't stuff. Really yeah. 
My my bloody uh, Valentine for, has a lot of cut stuff too. Sorry. Yeah, I, I've seen the unrated version and it's yeah. so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is. Uh, I have two written down. The first one is we talked about in the past, The Exorcist Three. Uh, there's a lot of it that was cut. There are like pictures of scenes that were cut, but the footage is nowhere to be found. I think it'd be really cool to see the original uh, vision of what that film should have been. And the other one, and I didn't even know there was that much footage until last week when I saw the Tom Savini uh, documentary. It's the Night of the Living Dead remake. Uh, apparently, there's a lot of stuff that either they shot and couldn't use, or they did the storyboards but they couldn't get the budget for. Uh, so I'd like to see like a kind of a super cut, kind of what they're doing and uh, Zack Snyder's doing with Justice League. I'd like them to give them the budget and just kind of complete it. I know it just time too late. You know, it's been. You know, 30 years but uh, would love to see it well you might get that from like a screen factory or something yeah i don't know I, it, it seems i don't know what happened to it but but um he shot like head exploding scenes didn't he oh yeah like a ton of gore that just didn't yeah. make it in so and he, he shows some of it in the documentary a little bit but i'd like to see kind of a cut with that on mm-hmm. in it but i don't know it's, it seems to be gone forever and exorcist 3 apparently the, lo- the footage is lost there's people actually putting money into trying to find it but hasn't really happened so uh all right next question comes to us from weezer face now she asked a couple questions some of them were halloween related so i'll ask those later but she did ask a couple that weren't she says um if you guys were all in a slasher movie in what order would you die sam would survive because she's the final girl the girls always survive why has it got to be a girl the girls always survive. It's 2020. It's 2020, Joe. You sexist. Doesn't matter. It's always the final girls. Final boy Sam, doesn't have the same. Sam, I, I would say um, I'm dying first. I would say Joe's <laughs> dying first. I'd say then Steve, then Todd, and then me. That's where I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but then Joe comes back, and he was the killer the whole time. Oh. 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 I like it. <laughs> I'm sticking with that. <laughs> Uh, I, I think I die first, so <laughs> it's uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Because if you watch the Zombieland rules, cardio is not my best thing right now, so uh, I'm pretty much like dead meat from the start. Um, but I do agree with the rest of it. Her other question is: Do you think your horror knowledge would keep you all alive? No, not me. No, I'd be dead. I think it would help me out a little bit, but um. I don't know. In a real life scenario, I don't know how well I would handle it. Oh, see, I was thinking like horror trivia. Like, if your <laughs> life was like, say, if your life was in the risk of like not knowing stuff about horror, Ooh, like I would scream. Be, All right, like I'd be the first rolls. one dying. All right. You would have said Jason. You would have said Jason. And then it'd be. But not Mrs. Warden. <laughs> yep. <laughs> no, I don't know that one. But... I'm Stu Barrymore. <laughs> I think I'd be okay. Yeah, I I think a horror <laughs> fan would have a better chance than a non-horror fan. That's basically what I would think. Uh, all right, and uh, the last series of questions here come from Armando. Uh, first, he says uh, the Angels suck. Fuck and the then... Dodgers, bitch. <laughs> I knew he was gonna say something stupid like that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then he's looking for a little uh, horror recommendation from us because uh, he's very interested. He'd like to know, what horror porn have you seen? I've never seen a full one, to be honest with you. 
Oh, yeah. Just like looking. I've to seen see like clip. I've seen like clips, and the Exodus one it seemed hilarious. So what? that is the one I would throw out. And I forget what it's called, but I know there's an Exodus porn out there. And the one clip I saw was great. So. Yeah. How was it great? It was like. I don't know. She was just like in bed, and the guy was like dressed like a priest, and she was like all in her rig and makeup, and it was God, so disturbing. She's like fucking twelve in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's weird. Uh, Don D A W N. Well, I guess that's the same spelling. Uh, yeah, I'm like what? <laughs> or maybe it's, maybe it's <laughs> shut up, shut up. Maybe it's Donna of the Dead. I don't know, but it's a zombie porno. That I saw a couple scenes, maybe three, four scenes. Of it, 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 it's Donna, yeah, Donna. Donna. Yeah. <laughs> I think I saw. I think I used to try to sneak them, like when they're on Playboy Channel, like when you're ten years old. It used to be like Bear Winch Project. I think was one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a tough one to get now. Like on eBay, <laughs> they sell them on eBay. You've been trying to get it. <laughs> no. But I just like it. I, I was like, I always search Blair Witch, and it always like pops. That one pops up all the time. I'm gonna look right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I haven't like watched much, but I've definitely seen some. You know, pass through uh, the stores I worked at. Um, a couple that were kind of more striking than others. There was a Nightmare on Elm Street one where he had like dildo fingers. Yeah. Um, there was a Adams Family one, which I felt very uncomfortable having in my store, uh, because again, same reason as the kids. Even though they're not kids in this movie, they're still yeah. kids. Yeah, you know, it just rubbed me the wrong way. Um, but there weren't a ton of horror porn uh, parodies, to be honest. There, there were a lot of mainstream ones, but not so much horror. I don't know why. You'd think there'd be uh, horror fans would be big into adult films, but. Well, it wasn't a big market. Mm-hmm. There's a Bear Winch Project Part Five. <laughs> it's called oh, the fi- It's called the Final Insult. It came out in 2015, <laughs> so they're still cranking them out. Wow, impressive. Must be selling. Um, all right, uh, Sam, the expert in the group. Do you have uh, any recommendations <laughs> for <laughs> for Amanda? I don't. Sorry to let you down, buddy. <laughs> all right. There's no hot. Is there? Any, there's no Halloween. Uh, I mean, I've only uh-huh. seen, like, clips of just looking, like, like, what? I feel like we've done it, like, not yeah. us, not us weird, but, <laughs> no, like, when we've done, like, a Google Hangout with, like, our friends yeah, or yeah. whatever, when we all looked it up to see. I'm sure, I mean, there's a ton. I know, like, Repenetrators one, <laughs> Reanimator one, and then, like, Edward Dildo Hands, and there's, I just, I know the names more than I know, like, actually seeing them, so... <laughs> Uh, if if ever you guys want to see, I, I made a fake trailer for one on my YouTube channel, Flipping the Nerd, uh, called Killer Gigolo, which is Michael Myers uh, as a gigolo. So if you can if you can search it out, I'm not going to tell you what video it's in. It's not called Killer Gigolo, but it's within another video. It's supposed to be a porn? Link, no, link, it, link it to us, Steve. Don't watch yeah, it. Uh, after, it, it's just, I, I made like, it was, I think it was a UHF review I did, and I made like little horror kind of commercials like yeah. UHF the movie so and that was one of them if you want to see Michael Myers uh you know getting a little frisky <laughs> have fun with that Sam Sam's gonna be late in the <laughs> <laughs> um all right 
So his next question, what Scream Queen or King you've had the biggest crush on? For me, it's Nev Campbell and Edwidge Fennick. Mm, who? Who's the second one? I know it. Ring about. I, I have to look it up. I'll look it up. You guys, who are your uh, Scream Queen and King biggest crushes? I mean, if you consider her a Scream Queen, I mean, she didn't do a ton of horror, but Jennifer Love Hewitt was always a huge crush of mine. You're not going to say Linnea? Yeah. No, I mean, Linnea yes. was hot, but she was never, like, she was a big crush in Night of the Demons, for sure. Yeah. Big crush. Linnea's awesome. Mm-hmm. Let's see here. Oh, oh my gosh. Why did I think of this? Kate Beckinsale, man, from uh, Underworld yeah. movies. Underworld, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I want to hear Sam's answer. Who, who yeah. are the hunks? <laughs> For Scream King? Scream King, sure. I couldn't tell you. No. Okay. Do you, do you think Bruce Campbell's a good-looking guy? Chris. Chris from Get Out. Oh, okay. okay. David Kaluuya. Mm-hmm. What about Bruce? Um, eh. Nah, not your thing. Not my thing. Uh, yeah, for me, definitely a Quigley from... You know, Return of the Living Dead uh, when I was growing up. I also had, I, I had a really big crush on Patricia Tallman from the Night of the Living Dead remake. Uh, mm-hmm. There's something about her that I just really liked. And in my, like, just post-college years, uh, Jessica Biel from TCM mm-hmm. remake. Just yeah. like, damn. Definitely. You've seen Night Riders, right, Steve? Yep. All right, because I was going to ask if you've seen her special scene, but I know you have, so never mind. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I sought it out. Um, and Armando's final question is which co-host do you take as a partner in a post-apocalyptic horror survival scenario I'm taking Sam (laughs) yeah (laughs) I'll take Sam you can't take her I already took her you You can't take her I already took her alright I'll take Steve you're the killer you're the killer in the movie anyway Joe (laughs) Uh, and I guess I'm taking Joe by default. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Um, all right, so that's all for the questions for now. We'll, we'll, we will have more of this segment at the end of the show after we review Halloween and Halloween 2. Very nice. What watched? Ooh. What watched? I'm going to lead off. Ready? Yes. Go for it. 1994. Can anyone guess what this 1994 is? I'll give you some hints. It's not a trivia question, obviously. 1994. Heartthrobs. Joshua Jackson. <laughs> He's a heartthrob? Back then, he was. Blood sucking. All right. Interview with the vampire. Um, um, is that the answer? That's the answer, yeah. Heart, okay. <laughs> heartthrobs. Anyway. Uh, interview with the vampire. Um, watched it because I read the book a couple, like a month ago or so, and my wife read the book, and we had a vampire-themed uh, watch. You know, we had some fruit punch and st- chips oh, and stuff that they read. Hello, date night going on. Um, the movie's all right. You know, I liked it a lot better when I, you know, years prior. Um, it's a little slow and. Louis is like super whiny and very emo-ish. Um, not as bad in the book though. In the book, he's unbearable. Is Louis uh, Tom Cruise's character? 
No, Lewis Brad Pitt. Okay. Uh, Lestat's um, Cruise. And, uh, you know, I kind of side with Tom Cruise in this one, or Lestat, because, like, whatever the way you want to look at it, he gives Brad Pitt a gift, and Brad Pitt was, like, down on his luck. He wanted to kill himself. He gives him the gift of, you know, eternal life, essentially. And then he turns into, like, a little, like, crybaby the, the entire time. But if, for those that haven't seen it, uh, a vampire played by Brad Pitt is being interviewed by a, I guess, a journalist, and he's telling him about his life starting from, you know, right before he was a vampire until uh, present day, and he tells him where they traveled, who he met, who he turned into a vampire, and all the stuff in between. So, I mean, I still like the movie, but I definitely liked it a lot more when you're, I was younger, I guess. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my first one tonight is a 2020 release, and it is called A Night of Horror, Nightmare Radio. Oh, uh, that sounds cool. Uh, so this is an anthology movie, uh, and, you know, we get the wraparound story is a guy who hosts a late night, um, you know, kind of like horror type show where he does like you know talks about ghost stories and like all like these spooky happenings and stuff and that's the wraparound and then like you know he gets callers and then the caller with the callers they we get into the anthology stories um overall this is a pretty mixed bag there are a couple of good ones in here but honestly there's more bad than good in this one uh if you are like a huge fan of anthologies and are just looking for you know a new anthology to watch maybe it's worth a watch but as a whole i would uh say this one's probably a skip sam you ready um i don't think so corpse bride corpse bride (laughs) no stop all right it's fine no one cares (laughs) we care we ask for a wedding um, <laughs> <laughs> Only Todd cares. It's fine. Oh, no, I won't bore you guys. No, go ahead. I'd Give love to hear. I uh... watch so I can do a what next. Okay. Um, all right. So you should watch this one, uh, Sam. Uh, all right. So my first what watch is not quite horror, but it's within the realm of horror and something I really want to talk about because I was a huge fan of this as a kid. And that's on Netflix, Unsolved Mysteries. Um, So for those who don't know what it is, it's a show that details mostly crimes, uh, missing people, and sometimes sprinkles in some aliens and some ghost stuff. And they pose a question to the audience and try to help them solve mysteries that are either uh, no longer active cases or something that they feel they need the public's help. So they just came back with a six-episode run, with the other six coming at the end of the year. And I got to say, it's a great return to form for the series. Uh, they kept the creepy intro music. Uh, they did a nice little tribute to Robert Stack, who was the host of the original, by having kind of his ghost in, within the intro. Um, they don't have a host anymore, so I, I actually think that's better, because you can't replace Robert Stack, so, and it doesn't really need a host. Uh, the stories kind of speak for themselves. Uh, the six episodes were all pretty solid. Uh, it was mostly um, focused on killings, but there was one uh, dedicated to aliens. Now, I was a little bummed out because I'm a big ghost fan that there weren't any ghost episodes, but they confirmed that the second run of episodes at the end of the year will have one. Uh, my favorite episode is ironic uh, because it's actually all in French, 
which I was really surprised about. I didn't know why they would do a full episode in another language, but there are subtitles uh, and it's about a dad who killed all his kids and it's super tragic, but it's a really interesting mystery. Uh, So I'm really hoping that we get an update on that one day. And there's one story about uh, a teen who went to a house party and then just disappeared. And there's actually been updates on that because of people watching the show. So not only is it really entertaining and a little bit spooky, but it's also serving a good purpose. So I'd highly recommend watching it. It's on Netflix and that's on Solved Mysteries. I thought they had found that that teen's body. They, they found the body, but they don't know who did it. And now they just dug up his body because mm. apparently there's been some evidence that it's pretty strong. So get him. I've seen yep. that episode, Steve, and I was wondering. That's actually not too – it's like a few hours from where I'm from. <clears throat> oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. It's in Kansas, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to look up the updates because I was curious. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, it's yeah, not much because it's still an act. They just reactivated the investigation. Okay. But they are – it is moving, so which is really nice to see. Good. Get them. Okay, my second one is from Tubi. Uh, vampire interview with the vampire watched on Blu-ray. I'm not sure where that's streaming. I'm probably most likely on, on Prime. Uh, but Tubi has Wolf Creek Part Two, and I've seen the original one time back in the movie theater. Shout out to my mom for taking me. Mm-hmm. And uh, Wolf Creek, I the first one I'm not really a fan on. I mean it's okay, but Wolf Creek Two, man, they really step it up. Um, like super violent like super freaking gory you have the first two kills these two cops um that fuck with the wrong person that day and he ends up brutally murdering both of them in like super gory in your face ways um and then we follow a group of uh german backpackers in australia if for those you don't know it's set in australia and the premise is like people go missing in australia and some are never heard from again i'm just like anywhere else i guess but they make it seem like it's because it's the outback and there's you know some different people and it follows this one killer around anyway switch gears to a couple german kids and they get captured by this guy and you know they die as well and then we get to our final people and we have to follow them as they try to get away um, fight back things like that ultra gory throughout um a little too violent at times just because they're trying to like push the boundaries uh for example one of the gentlemen is being um processed like a pig like he's you know skinning him and taking body parts and things like that he grabs his penis and cuts it off and he like wiggles it just stuff like that is a little bit unnecessary just because like we it's already gross and that's just being gross for gross sake but other than that man uh yeah if you have to be well I, I think everyone does uh or can get it wolf creek uh it's pretty freaking gory so check it out Nice. Uh, all right, my next one is also available on Tubi, and it is uh, 1972's Tales from the Crypt. Yes, Tales from the Crypt, of course, you know as a, most people know it from the TV show, um, but this, it was also a movie first. Um, I had never seen this movie, actually. This was a fresh watch for me, but uh, basically the, it, we follow these five people who are, uh, they find, like, they go on, like, this tour, and they end up in these catacombs, and in the catacombs, they find the Crypt Keeper. And the Crypt Keeper tells them basically um, what their futures are going to look like, basically, and like what is going to happen to them. And we get into these uh, five different anthology stories. Uh, the one you will probably recognize the most would be uh, And All Through the House, which is a very famous um, one that was done 
uh, for the TV series, um, one of my personal favorite ones. Um, and it, you know, it follows that story um, pretty closely to the television one as well. And then you get um, a few other uh, stories there, but just, you know, all the macabre and stuff. Um, overall, it's pretty good. Um, it's, you know, your typical, like, British horror, so it is a bit dry at times and, um, you know, can be a bit um, boring. But overall, um, I enjoyed it. And I'd recommend it if you're, especially if you're into anthologies. That's a good one. It's yep. there's a segment where the girl has OCD, right, about cleaning. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's a that's an effective episode. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, my next one is from 2009, and that's someone's knocking at the door. Uh, returning to the medical school where they were once test subjects decades ago, a pair of outrageously twisted serial killers use shockingly brutal sex acts to start killing off a group of drugged-out med students. Uh, this was recommended to me by someone. I don't remember who because I didn't write it down. But uh, holy shit, is this movie fucking awful. Uh, the music is extremely distracting, loud. It cuts in the middle of nowhere, like in the middle of scenes for no apparent reason. Uh, there's a blackface scene during a funeral for, I'm not even kidding you, No, there's no reason at all. It's just a guy who's walking by and he's got obvious blackface on. I don't know what the purpose was or the choice why why they did that. Now, 2020, that you know probably wouldn't happen, but I guess in 2009, people really didn't give a shit. Uh, so that was super weird. The editing is absolute garbage. Uh, they have these artistic cuts that are so bad that it's like, like cringeworthy. Uh, the acting obviously is super terrible. Uh, for example, there's a girl who's getting chased by like a big naked dude and i'm not even kidding you every three steps she takes she falls like for suspense and this happens probably 20 times it's just not good at all and the sound mixing is probably the worst i've ever heard in any movie in my life it's like beyond awful it's just loud and annoying for really no reason there's zero redeemable quality about this movie avoid at all costs someone knocking at the door which was on tubi that sounds like one I would have turned off after 10 minutes. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, I wish I did, but you know, who knows? Sometimes they get good at the end. Yeah. Uh, I forgot to mention Wolf Creek 2 was a 2013 release. And my third one is 1984, I believe. Uh, Gremlins. Um, I mean, what can you say about Gremlins, man? It's a great, fun, likable cast horror movie man set in uh, christmas day and it's also fun seeing like the universal lot because it's clearly like filmed entirely there and just after i watch back to future 2 you see all like the familiar sets um but yeah the puppets are awesome gizmo's great and yeah just an awesome movie all around especially if you have kids so yeah gremlins Alrighty, my last one tonight is uh a 2020 release uh and it is called becoming uh, Becoming is about a couple who uh, go on a basically a cross-country trip. They're uh, newly engaged and they're you know going to celebrate with uh, the girl's mother. So they instead of flying, they decide to go on like an adventure. They go on a cross-country trip. They go visit a bunch of different places. Um, they end up at um, the guy's uncle's house, who is played by um, what's his name, Jeffrey Dean Phillips. Is that right? The guy he's in uh, a lot of Rob Zombie movies and stuff like that. Jeff Phillips? Is that his name? Or... I, I can't remember his name. But you know who I'm talking about. He's got, he's got the stash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he run, we run into him, and uh, he is not his normal self. He seems to be, like, almost being controlled or possessed. 
by this evil entity um, who ends up taking over um, her fiance's body. And along the road trip, um, we see him basically completely change into a different person. Um, he becomes starts becoming very abusive and whatnot. And um, I will leave it at that as she tries to discover, you know, what is wrong with her fiance and try to stop this evil demon from taking over his body. Uh, this movie is two thirds a very good movie, but the third act, it just completely falls apart. Um, it's just they didn't, it just felt like they didn't know how to end it. And um, I just did not like the whole third act. So um, unfortunately, I would say, um, you know, because this one was actually get like, I was like, oh, this is, is a real, you know, it started so good. And I was like, oh, this could potentially be like a top 10. And then just, like I said, just, just no good in the third act. So uh, I would skip this one. All right. Uh, and for my last one, I, I was in the mood for watching something ridiculous. So I stopped on a 2016 film that has a 2.2 rating out of 10 on IMDb called Bigfoot versus Zombies. Um, so the premise of this is these uh, two people who work as uh, like transporters for bodies. They go to a body farm where a scientist concocted some type of uh, gas that brings the bodies on the body farm back to life and the only person the only thing that can help them out is bigfoot which also happens to live in the woods that are right next to the body farm uh this is your pretty typical low budget fare the dialogue is just terrible the acting is bad the story is awful the effects are laughably terrible and i gotta say despite all of that i kind of liked it uh it's <laughs> absurd uh, and the effects are terrible, you know, and everything. The makeup is very obviously low budget, but I liked it in a student film kind of way. Like they tried for the budget that they had, and uh, not, so I didn't like it like a big budget film. I liked it like a student film, but I enjoyed it. It held my intention throughout, and even though it's ridiculous, I kind of like the absurdity of it all and the uh, kind of hashy the hacky dialogue between everyone i don't know they're just there was a charm to it that i can't quite explain and i definitely wouldn't give it a 2.2 i'd probably give it like a five but still uh i'd I'd fun with it i wouldn't watch it again but if you're looking for something really campy and low budget but still fun i'd recommend bigfoot versus zombies on doobie all right trivia sure i'm not ready you're not get ready. ready get ready girl <sighs> all right let's get into trivia guys uh currently we have sam with 30 points your boy joe with 35 points steve with 41 points and in first place the reigning champion (laughs) sir todd with 49 points i like the sir part i like it who, who else gave get, a little fart noise? I heard yeah. another fart noise. <laughs> I like it. That was a quick one. <laughs> quick and simple. Quick and easy. You know, no, no sparkles. No, nothing. Yeah. Just a, just a no, fart. No, no frills. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I will start off, and um, it may shock you, but I have a theme tonight. Hold up, What's hold your up, fucking hold up. theme? Hold up. How many? How much bonus points did Sam get tonight? She missed one or two episodes. No, don't worry. We didn't do, no, we we didn't didn't do, do trivia. trivia last week. Yeah. 
okay, never mind. All right, carry on. Here. Trying to help you out, Sam. But all right. Well, my theme, Thanks, of course, my theme tonight is Rob Zombie's Halloween 1 and 2. So, let's Ooh, my, start off. So is, so is mine, Playa. Ooh, well, we might have some of the same questions. <laughs> <laughs> we'll I, I have a theme, okay. too, but it's not that. So. <laughs> all right. What is the name of the strip club Michael's mom dances in, <sighs> in Rob Zombie's Halloween? Damn, that's a good uh, Rabbit and Red? Correct. Nice. The Rabbit and Red Lounge. Nice. Steve with the point. Good job. Okay. Okay. I'll go. Uh, according to Rob Zombie's Halloween films, what year was Haddonfield created? Oh shit! This is a this is a doozy unless you were watching. You really had to pay attention, huh? You had to pay uh, attention. 1992. That is incorrect. Read the question again, Todd. According to Rob Zombie's films, when was Haddonfield created? Like when was it made a city? Oh, I thought when the. 78. That is incorrect, Steve. You may go again. Uh, I'm not, I don't know. Are you looking for a year, Todd? Yeah, like 1773, you know, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I will say... Mm, 1813. 1831. The correct answer is 1883. Ooh. A little tricky, but okay. there was a scene literally where he had the camera on that had filled okay. sign. I'm like, you know what? I'm writing that down. That's good. That's a good one. It's a good deep cut. Ready? Yes. Yep. Okay, I didn't write it out in a question. Oh, so God. Hey, <laughs> yeah, bear with me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Tell me what is Rob Zombie's real name? Oh, shit. That's a good one. Oh, man. Besides Rob Zombie? <laughs> Robert Zombie. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually Mr. Zombie. Yeah. My Mr. <laughs> Um, I thought that was his name, so I don't know. Robert Hurst. It's probably, uh, yeah, I, yeah, Johnson. <laughs> Robert Johnson. The hardcore zombie fans out there are like, well, "What the you idiot? Some poor fan you are." <laughs> All right, his real name is Robert Cummings. Oh, Cummings. Cummings. Yep. Sounds like a Cummins. Cummins. <laughs> <laughs> well, darn it. Uh, all right. Uh, so my questions are actually all based on the decade that we did uh, two episodes ago. These cool. are three movies that I watched in preparation for that episode. Uh, so hopefully you know your 2000 to 2009 decade. Uh, in 13 Ghosts, what does Matthew Litter's character pretend to be to get into the ghost? Psychic. No, he nope. needs to be a um, electrician. An electrician, yeah, I think. Yeah, right. Sam with the point. Oh, <laughs> I was overconfident with that one. Damn. Yeah. Good one. Good one. Right. He's a little rat fuck in that movie. Oh, I hate him. Fuck, I hate him. <laughs> I, no, I don't get me wrong. I like his performance. <laughs> but his character is a little rat fuck though. All right. Next question. What character does Laurie dress as 
in the Frank Halloween. Fr- uh, Frank, uh, yeah, Frankenfurther. <laughs> Who? Hey, no, Lori? Not, Lori does not dress as that. Another character does. No, uh, that's um, her her Saint skanky Goddard. friend. What'd you say? Magenta. Magenta. <laughs> Damn with the point. Frankenfurther is that one chick that gets fucked by the yeah, wolf guy. That, that's right, yeah. Which poor I'm guy he didn't get hit. He's dressed up like a girl. <laughs> All right. Okay. This is another deep one here. Yeah. Why did Joe Grizzly, or what did Joe Grizzly eat to make him want to take a shit? Oh, he ate tacos. Burrito. I don't remember. I'm gonna give it to Joe. It's Taco Deluxe Extreme, but you said taco. That's the main yeah, ingredient. Good. So we'll that, that's that. good enough. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. My man can't for it, man. He's he's a match for for Mike for ten or so yeah. seconds there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is the name of Sherry Moon's clothing line? Uh, skull. Okay. Oh, I got <laughs> I need the full name, Todd. Oh. Uh, don't fuck me like that. I gave Joe tacos. Bigger skull. No, Joe. You get out of here. Tacos. <laughs> Joe got that one. I didn't. No, I'm saying. I, I know. Never mind. Skull. <laughs> something skull. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't remember. I should get the fucking point, but whatever. Final <laughs> here, Todd. I'm kidding. He, he, he doesn't need the points. <laughs> what was it called? Total skull. Total skull. I had just just read that fucking today, too. (laughs) Damn it. Todd gets the point. Aw, look at you. I would would give it to him, too. So I guess the majority rules here. Thanks, buddy. We'll give Todd the point. It's because I gave him that Taco Deluxe Extreme answer, but. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Everyone on the board but Steve so far. What? I got the first one. Did you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? The clash. Okay. Everyone is on the board with the point. <laughs> I got two points. I know. Sam got two. Yeah. I can trust you. Dang it, Joe. I'm, I'm taking score two, so. <laughs> Very good. All right. In Behind the Mask, The Rise of Leslie Vernon, mm. who plays what Leslie describes as D.A. Hab? Oh, um, Robert England. That's correct. Yes. I almost said Robert Kruger. <laughs> that would have been ingrained. Joe? My turn. All right, my last one for tonight is, what is Laurie Strode's actual name revealed to be? Angel. I think you got Who what said that? Angel. Yes, correct. Angel Myers. Also, Joe would have accepted, hey, boo. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, I hate the stepdad so much. Put that out there now. All right. Last but not least, Rob Zombie's Halloween Part Two question: What does Michael's mom get him in the sanitarium in Part Two? Oh, beginning right? A white, a white horse statue. That is correct. Alrighty. Alrighty. White horse. They didn't talk about that a lot in the movie. 
in the uh, well, they did, they did in the yeah. underrated country. Yeah. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. I yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All righty. Samantha. All right. You guys probably won't know this one, so I'm going to switch it up last minute. Oh. Um, well. This is off the top of the noggin. Um, and how in the movie we're reviewing, what is the <laughs> what is the main song that always plays when Michael's about to kill? The, main, the Michael Myers the theme. theme. Yeah. <laughs> when he's near, what song starts to play? Oh, fear the don't fear the reaper. Oh yeah. Whatever, Joe. Yeah. That, that clue was for Todd and Steve, not you. I'm taking it. <laughs> All right, so for this one, and I'm telling you up, up front, it needs to be exact, okay? Exact. Yeah, exact. What's the first line in the poem about Mary Shaw in Dead Silence? Beware the stare of Mary Shaw. Fucking shut up, Joe. That's right, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Very good, very good. Although he didn't pause correctly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he said the wrong place. <laughs> All uh, right, I think that's it for tonight. That's it. So wait, I got a bonus. Oh, all right. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Okay. In October 2014, Sherry Moon started a food blog <laughs> titled. <laughs> oh my God. Bitchin' uh, Kitchen. What? Oh, that's a good one. I'm gonna take uh, it. Hellbilly Vegan Deluxe. <laughs> Anyone? Um, let's see uh, here. Um, b- 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 Firefly cooking. No, you guys all have great guesses, mm. but her blog is titled "Eat Me." Oh, all yeah. right. Would you guys? <laughs> to my, my guys out there. No comment. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you guys. Cir- circa, it. circa House of Thousand Corpses. For sure. Yeah. Afterwards, yeah, for sure. negative. What? I'm gonna right. throw out a I'm gonna throw out a bonus one, gentlemen and lady. Here, Todd. All right. Ready for it. Ready yeah. for it. Ready for it. All right. The stepdad is watching what horror Dracula. film? Incorrect. I forget. Wolfman. Incorrect. Creature from the Black Lagoon. Incorrect. The correct answer is White Zombie. Oh, oh, makes sense. Makes sense. Makes total sense. All right. I also have a bonus <laughs> question. <laughs> Who played young Michael Myers and Rob Zombie? Dave Fresh. Yeah, Dave Fresh. Brian Carter. In Halloween 2. Oh, oh that's well. easy. It's Chase Wright Fennick. Huh? Chase, Chase Wright Fennick. You are correct. How do you know his name, Todd? I know it because I will tell you what questions I thought you guys were going to ask. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> 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 yeah, I'll, I will admit I did not know that answer. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> I was just going to IMDB it <laughs> if you guys didn't get it. All right. All right. Well, with the bonus questions, you tonight. want to throw one out to add one more bonus. He's I, on top. I have one, but I don't think you guys have seen the movie. <laughs> 
What's the, what's well, the movie? I'll, I'll, still, I'll ask it. It's a bonus one, so it should be hard, right? All right. Uh, let me just find it here. Uh, podcast. I have like a whole series of trivia questions written. Uh, okay. In Splinter, have you guys seen Splinter? Splinter. Negative. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think so. No. Okay. Well, I won't even bother then. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Um, all right. I'll ask a Halloween question then. Ooh. Yes. All right. Uh, let's see. I'm just looking at all the stuff I wrote. Uh, okay. What is the first question that young Michael Myers asks Dr. Loomis? Um, is my family okay? No. Yes. Mom, um, can I go home? Yeah. No. I'm sorry, Michael. Do you want to, <laughs> a, do you want to take a guess, uh, Sam? Um, yeah, what am I doing here? The answer was, (laughs) uh, the answer was, why do you talk so funny? Ah, you're right. (laughs) That little little limey prick. Why do you talk so funny? Cheeky bastard. Alrighty, well, so uh, everyone fared pretty well tonight, actually. Uh, Sam got two points. Woo-woo. To go to 32 points. Uh, Joe got three points to go to 38 points. Steve got two points to go to 43. And Todd gets four points to go to 53 Mm. points, a Mm. 10-point lead. Mm. Give it to me. Mm -hmm. Here's the questions I thought you guys would ask, so I wrote them down. Uh, What movie is Laurie watching? The answer is House on Haunted Hill. Uh, Kill Count. Would be 22 if you're Thatch Girl or 24 for um, for the Unrated. And then I had all the Halloween's uh, Michael Myers characters written down because Joe had asked that like 40 episodes ago. So right. He might ask that again. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Well, I'm going to go drown my sorrows in a little bit of Deadly Grounds coffee. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Described by police as Manson-like in its viciousness, three people brutally murdered and a ten-year-old boy being held in custody. You haven't said a word for 15 years. This summer, Rob Zombie unleashes a unique vision of a legendary tale. Listen, be careful tonight. A lot of nutcases come out on Halloween. Is the boogeyman real? Why are you so obsessed with the boogeyman, Tommy? Halloween night, the boogeyman attacks kids you don't believe. Oh no, Tommy! The boogeyman's gonna get me! 
first movie tonight is halloween directed by rob zombie in 2007 uh, i'm not gonna read up the imdb but um i'm pretty sure everyone's seen the original halloween so this is a remake of that and it follows a young michael myers this time we see his childhood for a bit um he's 10 years old and he's in a household with uh extremely disturbingly drunk and asshole stepfather his mom who's a stripper uh older sister that's just a bitch to him and then a little little baby that he loves very much that he nicknamed boo and we follow him as he gets bullied um as he gets bullied by his um, some students at school uh, his stepdad his big sister um and then eventually he just snaps one day on halloween night and kills all of them and then gets committed to um the sanitarium where dr loomis played by malcolm mcdowell of clockwork orange fame takes him under his, his care and tries to just help the guy out um, we follow him for a number of years until eventually he's a Michael Myers, big hulking figure that we all know. And he breaks out depending on what version you watched in two different, um, two different ways. And then he goes back to Haddonfield to look for Lori and just leave it at that. Um, uh, this movie is kind of rough in my opinion. I mean, the gore is really good. However, I think they start off way too hot. I guess if that's the right term with, you're instantly thrown into this family that is just like complete piece of shit. His mom's a dumb ass because she stays in this household with this guy that I don't understand why, because I think sometimes when you're in like an abusive relationship, you stay with the guy or girl because they provide for you, but he's not doing anything. He's disabled. He just sits there drinking beers, literally calling her son homosexual, um, homophobic slurs and things like that. So I don't understand that point of view. And then we have the stepdad who's just like in your face, like the total white trash um, stereotype, you know, drinking, um, workman's comp injury, homophobic things constantly. I don't get it. And then we have the cardboard cutout character of his older sister that they paint out to be kind of skanky. And then his mom, who is a stripper. So we show her dancing that's cut with him. I don't remember what he was doing. Isn't he like trick-or-treating or something? Her, she's stripping and he's trick-or-treating. And it's just... He, zombie tries so hard to make you feel bad for Michael, but then we see him killing a small animal for no reason, um, beating to death a bully. I mean, obviously that's not good, but he could just beat the shit out of him and be done with it. And then potentially molesting his older sister after she just had sex with her boyfriend. So not only he's a small animal killer, he's a human killer, and he's a potential molester, which I got that vibe. I don't know if you guys got too. So. We have all these things rolled up into one, and then they try to humanize Michael. Personally, I don't think that's the right way to go, although I really liked the Loomis, my, um, Michael kind of swing on things when he's trying to talk to him and get through to him. But I think you could have cut out the entirety of like the first act when Michael's young and just do um, 
the scene like where he's arrested and then maybe a couple cuts with Loomis in the asylum and then we just get to where we're at when he's older. I think that could have been a better movie. Yeah. Um, but what do you guys think? Um, well, now that Todd said all that, I'm rethinking my whole life. <laughs> um, Todd, I, didn't, I didn't say if I didn't like it or not, though. No, I know. Can you go? Wh- how did you feel like he was about to molest his sister? Well, uh, she was essentially naked on the bed. Um, and then he, he, his intention is to go kill her. However, mm-hmm. he decides to rub her leg in a sexual manner. Like, what, what is the point of that? If it's not to I don't, so the way, that he's... I, the way I perceived that Todd, I didn't really take it in a sexual way, more of like him kind of toying with her, um, pretending to be the boyfriend, mm. like behind her. That's kind of how I took it. However, in the unrated version, um, Lori slips the um, letter under the Myers house and Michael picks up the letter and sniffs it, which I thought was kind of weird. So, I mean, maybe there was a little bit of, like, sexual thing there, but I'm not sure. See, mm-hmm. I, I think there was because his reaction, like, when she's like, Michael, what the fuck? And he's just standing there staring at her like he doesn't yeah. understand why she's reacting that way. I, I just thought it was a little bit much. I know it's a small little, like, leg touch, but... Right. Man, no, yeah. Funky. He's 10 years old, you know? Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so obviously, I love this movie a lot. Um, I remember seeing it in the theater, and it just scared me just because it's so, like Todd mentioned, it has a lot of good gore in it. Um, Michael's, like, really aggressive, and he's big and just really scary, um, I like all of the, like, the jump cut pauses in the movie, like, every time he kills and that, that when there's a brutal scene coming up. I really like that. Um, it kind of reminds me of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre a little bit. Um, I don't really have much to, like, tear apart about it. Um, I actually think this is a pretty great remake. And I think some people might be surprised about saying that because it is a very polarizing movie. Um, but rewatching this time, I had not seen it in a while. I remember enjoying it. And on this rewatch, I thought it was pretty great, like, overall. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's not perfect, but I think it's a great slasher. It's got kind of everything going for it. Now, if you're comparing it to the original Halloween, obviously, it's very different. Um humanizing michael i definitely think is a mistake i do not like that i think there's way more of a problem with that in part two than they're here than there is here in part one because you gotta remember michael is humanized in the original a little bit uh too obviously we see him as a child as like a normal child so i mean he's not completely uh you know just the shape even in the original but um yeah i mean that's definitely my main problem with this is like the human the humanizing part but overall i mean I think the movie is a little bloated. It's a little overlong, which is part of a, pro- a problem I have with it too. But I love the brutalness of it. I love how brutal Michael is in this. Um, yeah, overall, I, I I enjoyed this quite a bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of in the same boat as uh, Joe on this one. Uh, I hadn't seen in five plus years. And I remembered liking it, but not like loving it. But seeing it this time, I, I really enjoyed myself. And I thought it was a really good, solid remake. Uh, I loved Malcolm McDowell as uh, Dr. Loomis in this. 
Uh, I love all the like horror legend cameos in this. There's so many of them. I mean, uh, Brad Dourif, Danny Trejo, Bill Mosley, um, Ken Foree, D Wallace. Uh, it just goes on and on. Sid Haig. Like, there's so many. It's just so awesome to see all these big stars show up in this and have little roles. It was, you know, I love Halloween so much. One of my favorite horror films of all time. And it just felt like Halloween just with more stuff and more brutality and more explanations to certain things. Uh, as for that scene that Todd was talking about, I just saw it as Michael kind of process his feelings. Like he doesn't know, you know, he, his, his way of thinking is different than other people. So I don't think he really did it in a sexual manner. He's just kind of trying to kind of testing the water saying, okay, I've seen her boyfriend do this. What's going to happen if I do it, you know, kind of thing. Uh, I do think that humanizing Michael was a little uh, weird, but at the same time, that's what could have brought this series, I think, in a different direction than the original. Unfortunately, they didn't do that with two, but we'll talk about that later. Uh, my complaints about it is, like Joe said, I think it is a little bit too long. Uh, I don't love the Lori in this one. Uh, I think she's a good actress, but I just don't particularly like the character, especially compared to the original. And I only saw the unrated version uh, this time because uh, I couldn't find the theatrical, but I did look at comparisons. And there was a really awkward and unnecessary rape scene in the unrated version that really didn't need to be there and was just gratuitous, in my opinion. But overall, I really enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. The rape scene in the unrated version is totally uh, unnecessary and, I think, um, inferior to the theatrical version um, you know, with Michael's escape. I think Michael's escape is way more... It's just a great escape scene in that one, yeah. whereas... The, the other one is just kind of in poor taste and just like, you know, a gratuitous for no reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes more sense, too. Plus, you got Bill Mosley as a, as a yeah. deputy. Mm -hmm. And he has the great line of trick or treat, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Steve. He mentioned Lori. Um, I, I just don't think she's likable, to be honest with you. And neither is um, Linda or Annie. Um, plus, it's obvious that they're 30 years old. Like, um, Danielle Harris is 30 when this is filmed, or 29, something like that. And so it was uh, Christina Klebe who played the other one. Um, but shout out to Sheriff Brackett, who's my favorite character in both these films. He's Brad mm -hmm. Dorf is awesome, man. He's such a likable guy. And he's a freak. We'll talk about more in part two how he steps up, like, big time. He's um, a babe. He's a babe, too? Okay. Yeah, um, I'm staying over. He's a dilf. He's a dilf. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that all being said, it sounds like I didn't like the movie, which is not true. Um, but I, I, Rob just needs to tone down like some in-your-face shit. Like the stepdad is just so like over the top, and I can't wait for him to die, which I guess might be the point of it. But then throughout like the entire movie, like the characters are hard to root for, except for Bracket, in my opinion. Um, and Lori's mom and dad, which it bums me out when they die, to be honest with you, because they're so nice. I actually think this is his most focused movie, though, like after watching. And I think technically it's his best movie as well. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's because of the budget, because it was probably his biggest budgeted movie. Um, but yeah, it's just how I felt about it. He also had a lot of studio interference, too. So that might have helped. Probably for, probably for the best. I think that's yeah. Zombie's like, biggest problem is... Um, he doesn't know, like, he's just, just not focused. And I think studio focus helps, honestly. So, 
Yeah. I, I know we'll get into it, but I know he enjoyed this one and he did not want to come back for the sequel, but he did not want someone directing. He want like he wanted to keep on with his vision and he didn't want someone else taking over. But I know it's notorious uh, in an interview. He said like Halloween two was like the worst experience of his life. So do you know which producer like constantly bothered him? No, probably. it was Harvey Weinstein. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, shout out too to the original producer of the Halloween franchise. Um, I forget his name. I I don't want to do anything. What was that? Mustafa Akkad. There you go. Rest in peace. Since he was killed in that terrorist attack. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his daughter. But um, yeah. Um, so do you guys have a favorite kill for this one? There's a lot. Ken Foray's kill was probably my favorite. I had because I Joe also love Ken Foray, but yeah, I just love the character. I love the kill. It's that was a fun scene. Yeah, I think the four guards. I just love that scene so much. It's one of my favorites in the whole movie, and it's a shame that, um, from what I've heard, it's pretty tough to find the theatrical cut now. Like all of the DVDs and Blu-rays are like all, it's the unrated. So yeah, yeah there, there's only one Blu-ray set. It's from Canada, and it's a double feature with part one and two, and it has zero extras it's just the theatrical cuts mm-hmm. which i prefer both theatricals um i think they're a little bit more well-rounded especially um what's her face Lori in the sequel is a lot more likable in the theatrical version but yeah uh favorite kill um i like when he kills linda's boyfriend and it's that classic almost mirror yeah, image of the original ghost bob yeah. Uh, yeah and that's also why i think this might be his best movie because he was um you know, following a re- like the original in a lot of ways. You know, there's a lot of, especially the second part of this movie. I mean, because this movie is basically like two different movies. You have the young Michael, and then you have that strong cut to when um, he escapes, and we go, you know, to the Lori and the three girls. I mean, Lori, uh, Annie, and um, Linda. Linda, we don't even see for an hour, like basically an hour into this movie. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about Sherry yeah, Moon Zombie in this one? I mean, she's okay. She's there. She's not that bad in it. I didn't think she's not in it that much, so she didn't bother me too much. Ah, she's so bad. Oh, she's me and Joe dead. were talking about when she's like, "So we found a dead cat. So what?" And it's like, really? No, he had the dead cat under his bed. It's, no. <laughs> like, be a better parent. She's like, do you, "Do you like calling me out to this fucking school?" Like, apparently Michael needs some help, bitch. Like, yeah. figure it out. I think Diggs were good in this, too. We haven't really talked about him, but yeah, I like him I like good. him as young Michael. He's a nice kid, too. I met him at a con once. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, a tall, he's a tall motherfucker, too. Yeah, he is. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael's so, like, big and tall in this one. I think it's great. I love how, like, brute and, yeah. like, uh, like just he's just, like, he's legit, like, scary in this one. Yeah. Like, and he's not scary in some of the other ones, but in this one, like, he's just so foreboding and... Just, like, he, like, actually seems threatening in this mm-hmm. one. Like, when he, like, there's that scene where, like, he pop, like, he, like, his face, like, you can see him through, like, the glass door, and he just, like, pounds through the door. Like, you can just feel that Yeah, like, all of scariness. his, yeah, where mm-hmm. he breaks through, like, glass or doors yeah. or cars. Like, it's just so, it's super aggressive, mm-hmm. and it's really scary. They were giving that freaking kid hormones in the sanitarium. Guess so. <laughs> Something. <laughs> Roids. Did you yeah, guys no. like the mask collection in his room? 
Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. I, I don't know why prison would like allow that to happen. Mache, uh, <laughs> Steve. Yeah, th- yeah, that room was like way over what a normal <laughs> person would be allowed to have in the for. Uh... Well, are you gonna tell him not to do it, Steve? Exactly. <laughs> Yeah. You know what really bums me out besides the parents is Danny Trejo, man. He was such yeah. a cool, nice guy. Yeah. And Michael That's fucked like, him over. Realize that like Michael really has no soul. Yeah, like, like you can't. Yeah. No matter how nice you are and a good person, like unfortunately Michael yeah. doesn't care. That's definitely the most heartbreaking death of the whole. Movie. I was good to you, Mikey. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That's fucked up. Yeah, but I I think that was the point, right? Is that they mm-hmm. they want to show that. Because in every other horror film, they, he would have let him live. But in this one, they're showing, like, he doesn't give a fuck. He's going to kill you. Yeah. So. But why, yeah. Did, why did he want to kill his sister when she's older, but not as a baby? Yeah. T- time in the sanitarium, probably. Did, like, did he really want to kill her at first, though? Because if you no, remember, he, was trying he to brings, yeah, he, like, brings the picture, and he, like, shows her the picture. And she's like, you know, and then she, and then like he, she stabs him. And I think then that's why he's like, oh, well, fuck it, fuck her. Like now I'm going to kill her. But like, I don't know. Okay. And we're not, and Brad Dorff was just able to essentially kidnap a kid and take him to another, like an orphanage or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess. That's, that's nitpicking, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, not anymore. Uh, more but they could hide so, stuff if they wanted to like yeah but you know if anyone deserved it it was that baby to be honest with you yeah yeah um any have you guys met anyone from the cast of the remix yeah, i met Michael mcdowell oh, today and ken forey and, and uh a bunch of bill mosley but out of the main cast I've main only cast met, uh, malcolm mcdowell and he was super cool and the thing i'll always remember about him is he had like four tables full of pictures like mm-hmm. you had a hundred different fucking wow. choices of things to sign now i'm a huge fan of um clockwork orange so i had him sign that but uh yeah super nice super super nice guy and a million choices so you better know what you're going for because you could be looking at that table for a while did he give you the old in out no <laughs> <laughs> i would love to meet him he's on the list of must meets I uh he was at a con I didn't meet him but I went to his Q and A and it was pretty good he was pretty he's pretty funny um I've met Tyler Maine and I nice. actually had call I had him call Sam on the phone yeah and, I still have the voicemail yeah um and then I met uh, Christina Klebe and then I God I feel like I've met Daniel Harris but I haven't I've walked by her table like 15 times at a con <laughs> and I've never I've never pulled the trigger and met her but I, I don't you didn't meet Brad Dourif uh yes i have met brad dorf yep and i met um me and sam at dag um we did at the bar remember we got our picture with him at Shit, i need Spooky to find Empire. that picture i, well, I remember That's we it. like and then we and went tyler to tyler yeah. main but he was like drunk and i was like <laughs> wow you totally like ruined this for me <laughs> they're like all very clickish Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, the, actually, that call we went to Spooky Empire, uh, Scout was there too. Yeah, yeah. they mm-hmm. they ha- all had a like a Q and A that we went yeah, to that was really good. Mm-hmm. And just a stark contrast uh, in this movie, Lou Temple, who plays the really dickish guard who rapes the girl there, Ugh, is like the nicest fucking guy in person. Uh, <laughs> I met him for The Walking Dead, but uh, so yeah, super fucking nice guy in person, but terrible this film as a, yeah. not 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 terrible acting, but terrible character and motivations 
but yeah, I would say definitely if you can find the theatrical cut, watch the theatrical cut. I mean, really, there's not much of a difference. Um, it's just a few. The biggest difference is the escape scene. Everything else is pretty similar. Mm. We could rate it after before part two. Oh, we can do it now. Yeah, I'll do it now. Sammy? I'll go last. <laughs> I'll start us off. I'll start us off. Um, so yeah, like I said, I actually think this is a pretty solid remake. Um, I, I guess I can understand the hate for it in some ways. But uh, yeah, I, I uh, really enjoy this one. I think it's a great slasher. Um, and, you know, that's kind of what you're looking for with this one. Um, so I'm going to give it an eight. Wow, that's high. Yeah. Um, uh, go for it, Steve. Yeah, I'm actually right there with Joe uh, for all of the same reasons. And same score. I also give it an eight. I really enjoyed this uh, remake. Dang. <laughs> Come I gotta, on. I got to up my score from a three then. Let me. <laughs> no, it's not a three. I give it a solid. I'm, I'm, I'm torn between a 6.75 and a solid seven. So I'm going to go within that realm right there. I really think the white trash thing goes way too far and tries way too hard to be. It's just cringy, man, to be honest with you. Um, but once it gets into the Loomis. You know, it's not a lot either. Like, thinking about it, it's just like a quick... It's really not much that way. Yeah, it's really only that, like, 10, 15 minutes yeah. of the white And then after that, it's really... You don't get too much after that. Yeah, you get just... way more part two. <laughs> yeah, it just rubs me the wrong way, man. It Like, it sets the wrong tone for me, and I think it, I can't get over it for whatever reason. But, other than, yeah, 6.757, still a really solid movie. I'm gonna give it a nine. Don't judge Whoa. me. Whoa. Second right. highest score Sam's given. 10 for the TCM. Sam loves the remake. <laughs> She's a remake, girl. Evil Dead remake? Mm-hmm. All right. Part two. I killed him. I killed him. Who'd you kill, sweetie? Who'd you kill?
August 28th. Evil is here. It's walking amongst us. Michael is more evolved. Rob Zombie. I'm not strong enough. Completes his extreme vision of a terrifying legend. Kill her, baby. Halloween Part 2 2009, which I think has the best poster from of all the Halloweens, man. I love it. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, but this one, yeah, falls pretty much right after the original Halloween. It's a... Uh, not the original, sorry, the remake. It's a year set after the Rob Zombie's version, and it's a we... a year or two years. In the unrated version, it's two years, oddly. <laughs> Is it really? Yeah. I was wondering why you said that when we were watching. In the yeah, in the uh, theatrical cut, it's one year later. But and how does it do in the, in the other one? Because that's what it just says on the title card. Instead of one year yeah, later, it's, it's, yeah, it's true. Yeah. That's a typo. <laughs> that doesn't make any <laughs> sense. No. That's a typo. That's just zombie being like weird. It's fucking weirdo. That's yeah. a typo. Um, uh, but our movie starts off uh, very similar how to the original part two did, where Lori's in the hospital and Michael comes to you know seek his revenge but it turns out it is a dream that Lori's having a recurring dream at that um so we follow her she's now living with annie who survived the first film and with her dad sheriff bracket who before i continue that guy is man of the year he <laughs> takes Lori into his house he's yep. super chill really cool good father figure and he's just an all-around good guy he doesn't deserve to go through that shit but anyway good guy great guy dude great dude um yeah and we follow uh, follow Lori around she's broken obviously she's heartbroken uh, has gone through a lot she lives with her her friend who's actually the normal one in this movie and she's kind of a little punk rock kind of girl now she goes to parties get drunk things like that meanwhile uh it is um revealed that michael myers body was never found and we follow malcolm mcdowell as he's kind of like a a celebrity now where he does like he's basically selling his story and it rubs a lot of people the wrong way because they feel like he's capitalizing on the deaths of those people so he's going like book tours signing them doing lectures things like that all the while Lori's doing her thing around town we follow myers who's alive living off freaking dead dogs or something for a year <laughs> and then eventually it's halloween time and michael myers comes back looking for Lori once again um yeah, someone else take it away, because I have a very different opinion from when I first saw this movie now, so I'll let you guys go. Uh, all right, I'll start us off. Uh, so, um, this one was a pretty fresh watch. I had only seen this, like, one other time. Um, so, I just remembered basically everyone saying how much they hated it, and remembering how much I disliked it. And on a rewatch, yeah, I still do not like this movie. I think it is a big drop-off from part one now is it like the worst movie ever is it even the worst halloween i would say no, no. i would say no i i think there are worse halloweens than this one but this still is not a great entry into the franchise um i think just zombies vision here is very um blurred like very all over the place um i do not like michael human like they humanize michael so much in this one you know michael walking with his mask off you got, you know, like hobo Tyler Maine walking around, like all bearded up and stuff. And it's just like really, really strange. And I do not like it. Just Michael with all his mask on to me just does not work. And then 
you introduce the absolute worst thing about this movie, Ghost Mom. Ghost Sherry Moon Zombie just, like, walking around with Michael and shit. It just is so incredibly dumb. Um, and then, like, this movie opens, too, with, like, explaining this, like, white whole white horse thing that, like, zombie tries to, like, just feed down your throat. This is, like, um, the start of just the downfall of Rob Zombie's movies because House of a Thousand Corpses was good. Devil's Rejects was good. And then you had Rob Zombie's Halloween. So you had three pretty solid ones, in my opinion. And then this just started his downfall. And there was just never any focus after, I feel like, this. And this was the start of it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's some good stuff in here. Um, I mean, and the best part of this movie is the is the intro. You got, you know, them showing the aftermath of, you know, Halloween night, which was great. And then you get into that great, even though it's a dream sequence, it's a fantastic sequence. Mm -hmm. And I usually hate dream sequences, but uh, it's pretty great. Um, so yeah, I'll leave it at that for now. Well, it's not the worst Halloween show, so. I said it, and I said it wasn't. I'm just <laughs> confirming that for you. Um, okay, so let's see. I, <laughs> you guys already know I'm gonna give it a 20, but um, I don't really have, okay. So I guess I never realized how like weird it is with the ghost mom and all of that stuff until people like I hear it more and more and more and then just watching it again. I, I like each scene that ghost mom was around. I just kind of pulled myself out of it. But I really liked when Lori was with her friends and like her acting out. I enjoyed that part. Um, I I don't know. I'm not picky about it that they humanized Michael and that he's walking around with the mask because most of you guys can't even wear your mask during Corona. How do you expect Michael to wear his <laughs> mask all year round? Facts. That's all, got, that's all I got to say. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> he didn't have to kill that dog, though. So and it's a freaking paper mask, people. Wear it. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a latex mask at fucking 100 degrees. Exactly. It's a paper mask, you bitch. Wear it. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't have to kill a dog, yeah, he did. He had to eat. He didn't have to kill a dog. He had to eat. He doesn't eat humans. He could, I'm sure there were some chips in the truck. <laughs> he could have, like, robbed a bomb for their food. Dude, that guy's, like, 6'7", 300 pounds, and he's still fucking jacked mm. off of eating dogs. I know, right? <laughs> Come on, Rob. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, uh, okay. So I uh, really, really didn't like this movie. Uh, I remember not liking it when I saw it, you know, five, seven years ago. Uh, I really didn't like it this time either. Uh, I do love the very first scene, everything in the hospital and all that. So, of course, that's the scene that they decide is a dream and not part of the canon, which is just so awful. But at least we got to see it, and that was really cool. Mm -hmm. I think this movie destroyed everything that was established in the first one. Loomis is suddenly super fucking, like, yeah. unlikable. Yeah. Uh, Lori somehow even worse than she was in the first one. Uh, the only redeeming factor in this whole uh, movie is um, Brad Durf's character, which I thought was great in this one. Um, I would have preferred, you know, Michael to kill Lori and uh, and Loomis right at the beginning of the film, and then kind of spend the whole movie with him trying to figure out, like, once he's accomplished his goal, what else does he have? So just going around killing people, not having like, a focus anymore. Stuff. Oh, yeah, of course, going to college, you know, getting his first job. Maybe join the military, maybe. It's a good path. Yeah, exactly. Then goes to space in number four, you know, because you have to. 
Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things about this movie I didn't like. I thought the kind of music video cutscene things that he would try to do here and there was super distracting. Uh, the pacing was just all over the place. Uh, the Sherry Moon stuff, man. Oh, my God. Just the worst. Uh, it, it, it really, really hurt this movie to have her appear as a ghost with him as a kid uh, throughout the whole thing. It was just so stupid and unnecessary. It feels like Rob Zombie just wanted to keep her employed and found <laughs> some like shitty way to p- put her in. You know, it's just, I, I hate that. Oh, fuck. Now, one of the good things, which was really odd, but I really enjoyed, is I'm a huge Weird Al fan. So seeing him for the cameo was <laughs> awesome. So free point just for that. But other than that, man, I just did not like this movie at all. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that just wasn't good. That's it. And I understand, like, Dag Farch, uh, who was young Michael, and had a growth spurt, but still, like, de-age him or put makeup. Like, I hated that they changed him. But I would have known, like, yeah, obviously you have a growth spurt. So it would have been totally fine. I I agree, yeah. I I really hated that they used a completely different kid. I did, too, yeah. Yeah. All right, I'm Team Sam on this one. Um, Originally did not like it. Thought it was the second least favorite film in the Halloween series, Resurrections being the worst one. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think you guys need to watch the theatrical version because it fixes not totally, but definitely helps a lot of the problems you guys I've heard you say about it. Wow. Um, I, I agree with you. Lori is not likable in the unrated version, but in theatrical, they cut down a lot of her whininess, especially with the shrink stuff. Uh, Myers doesn't talk in the theatrical at the end. Um, it's just a better movie, and yeah, is it is it a little wonky with Sherry Moon walking around as ghost, and she's so bad. And it, the the worst part of her character is that she doesn't talk, but her acting is still terrible. Like the way she looks, it's just I, yeah. Steve said to keep her working, yeah, absolutely. Why she was in this movie, um, and then retconning something by going back to the beginning of the first movie to put in a white horse just to make your stupid twist make sense yeah. is just not good storytelling, you know? That being said, I liked it a lot better uh, this third or fourth time watching it. Um, the the kills are great. Uh, Lori's more likable in this movie, in my opinion, than in the first one. And I feel bad for Annie, man. Um, you know, she's a, like a great friend. Yeah. And she still gets fucking killed, man. Like, she has the worst <laughs> way. Breaks yeah. my heart it's every time death. I watch it. It's so yeah. sad. It's, you like hope that she gets away. You're like, you can get away one more time, and it just yeah. like it makes you feel so empty when yeah. she dies. Yeah, and her death scene actually is, I think, more impactful in the unrated version because like you actually get uh, Brad Dourif. Uh, I don't like, like his that, screams. Though. You didn't like that? I felt like, and then they uh, play that uh, flashback of her as a no, child. I, 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 I actually thought that was good. No, you I thought that was so stupid. In the theatrical one, like he still reacts really upset, yeah. but it's not. I thought yeah. it like went on too long. All right. Yeah, theatrical's the way but to go. Joe, yeah, uh, sorry, Joe. You liked when they flashed the pictures of like her as a kid playing with a puppy. I thought I, that was this. Like we, he's hey, crying. We we fucking understand that his daughter died. I don't need pictures of her with that. a puppy. To, Here's like, a dog. I mean, yeah. I just took it as a father thinking back of, like, his daughter and, like, her growing up. I don't know. That's just how I took it. And, like, so. But, I, yeah, I, did, I thought it, like, made it a little more impactful. And, guys, Michael Myers is a molester because he took her clothes off. 
She wasn't naked when he killed her. That's true. Yeah. He's a fucking molester. I think Rob Zombie's a molester. <laughs> That's why. Maybe. But Michael Myers no reason, is a fucking molester. There's no reason to take her clothes off. Yeah. Um, Can we just talk about how dumb the uh, the uh, the scene is with like the two rednecks like fucking and then Michael comes in and kills them? Like, I mean, you like the fucking puppy scene, so. Club. <laughs> it was out of place for sure. How do you know where his mom stripped at? Right. It was just like, yeah, like that was like a part that I really hated in this. And then the Halloween party like has all just like the rednecks din- dancing around and shit too. And like, I was like, this is just like so like unfocused. Like, he likes rednecks this, a lot. He does. He likes them very much. <laughs> um, Yeah, but uh, Annie dying is shitty. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. You know what? I would have I liked too if he wanted to switch it up like he clearly did. Make Annie the focal point. And make Lori secondary because Annie was a lot more interesting in my opinion. Plus, like way better acted in this one. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, I preferred it in this yeah. one over. Um, Want to yeah, get to the ending? The ending. Which one? Well, we can talk about both endings, I guess. Yeah. Um. Well, I'll talk about the theatrical since I watched watch that one. So uh, Michael eventually catches up with Lori and he takes her to a shack where Lori is held hostage by ghost mom, um, <laughs> young Michael Myers, and old Michael Myers. And then Loomis somehow gets there in five minutes and, you know, gets with the cops like, hey, I can talk him out, blah, 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 blah. And fucking bracket slugs him, love it, knocks him on his butt. And then uh, Loomis runs in there. He's, come on, get out of here. Michael kills his ass. Um, and then we see Lori in the same asylum at the end. That's it. Mm-hmm. So, unrated version. Steve, you want to talk about the unrated? Yeah, sure. So, in the, in the unrated version, uh, so all the Shaq stuff is the same. She's being held by Ghost Mom and the kid. And uh, Loomis gets punched out, and he goes in. And he's like, no one's holding you. What the fuck are you doing? Like, come with me. <laughs> <laughs> Which is super weird. And then Michael throws Loomis through the, door, uh, through the, the wall and uh, kills Loomis. And then uh, Lori comes out, picks up uh, Michael's knife, and then gets shot by the cops accidentally, kind of, Stupid. because um, the Brad Dourif's like, don't shoot, don't shoot, but they already shot. Oh, and then yeah. it also goes to the uh, insane asylum at the end, but I guess it's more like a, her final thoughts before she dies, mm. like going down the tunnel of light, as opposed to being crazy and becoming the new Michael Myers, essentially. So it's pretty yeah. stupid, yeah. Doesn't he say "Leave me alone" too? In that oh movie? yeah, that's right. He talks. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he yells "Die," which oh, yeah, die. Die. Michael talking just should not ever happen. Just no, like yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, I theatrical once again. I think it's the better ending personally. Yeah. Um, he fucks Loomis up like crazy. And um, I kind of like a little bit of both. Like. I don't know. I do like like her walking out with a Michael mask in the theatrical version. I thought that was cool. But I kind of like like the thought of like the three main characters dying like at the end too, like Laurie, Loomis, and Michael just kind of all dying, and it kind of like wraps up the the two movies, you know? Yeah. Do, do you think that's Rob Zombie being like, "There's no way we're making a fucking third one"? <laughs> like, Probably. Uh... <laughs> I'll, I'll kill everyone <laughs> just because. Yeah, it's it's it wasn't good. I, I would have preferred um, Bracket dying as well. 
just so we can have yeah. some closure on his character because he deserves it. Bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I, I thought um, it was a weird transition for him being heartbroken to him being like, yeah, let's go get fucking, let's go get his ass. And then him doing like the barricade, like, come on out with your hands up. Like, it didn't make any sense. I would have loved for him to run in with like a shotgun and fuck Michael up and then get killed somehow. I think yeah. that would have been a little bit better. But yeah, man, I liked it. Yeah. Uh, favorite kill. Do a favorite kill. Oh, favorite kill. I like when he stomps out that guy who plays two freaking characters in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about something too real quick? Because I said this to Sam when we were watching last night. And like, this is like a kind of a metaphor for this whole movie. Did they really have to like hit a fucking cow for the accident to happen? I, I don't know <laughs> yeah. this fucking thing ever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I loved that. I, I loved it. I thought it was so funny. Like, cow. It's so random. Cow. Cow. Yeah. cow. Did you have like a 10 minute scene of Richard Brake just being like, fuck. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. Like, what, what happened to you exactly? I can't what your injuries are. I thought, yeah, I thought, I thought they were going to show like a piece of metal through his side or something. Yeah. But he's just like spitting blood for fucking two minutes. Yeah. yeah. And I hate him too when he's like, I got fucking a boner just looking at her. I'm like, ugh. Like, why, Rob? Why? <laughs> like, ugh. Um, yeah. Rob just his character is completely unlikable, I guess, and like, likes to push them as far as they can go to being just deplorable. Yeah, but we all liked the victims and corpses. Like, yeah. They weren't bad. No. Uh, Gosh, man, fucking Rob. Um, favorite, yeah, my favorite kill was when he stomped that guy out though. That was cool, and then he hung him up in the hallway. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah I agree. Okay, copycat, but okay. <laughs> I, agree I mean, other than much. other than the cow, of course. But yeah. <laughs> Outside of the cow, I think uh, that was the best one. All right, ratings. I'll start us off again, I guess. Um, yeah, like I said, I, there's a lot of problems with this movie. It's definitely a big step down, but it's not the worst. Um, and it was a little better, I guess, than I expected going into it, but still not great. Um, I wouldn't care really to watch it again. Uh, I'll give this one a five. Five! Yes. We're watching it again, Five. Video. <laughs> yeah, seriously, Joe, watch it again. Oh my God. Uh, I'm going to go a four. I really fucking mm. hated this film. Theatrical, uh, boys. Yeah, I'm going to have to find it theatrical. But uh, So the unrated version for me is a four. It just There's too much stupidity in it. Uh, all the Sharing Moon stuff was just absolutely awful. Uh, the only redeeming factors really were some of the kills, uh, the first 15 minutes or whatever. And uh, there's some like hints of good stuff in here, but overall just fucking total mess of a film. Can I say that the nurse, the head nurse getting killed was pretty sad? Wasn't it? Octavia Spencer there? Yeah, Yeah. Well, don't make me drink alone. Well, yeah. <laughs> pretty sad. She's nice. Um, okay, I'm going higher. Uh, I'm going 6.75. Same score as first one. Oh. Samantha. Uh. Are we getting another nine from you? <laughs> okay, so theatrical, I'm going to rate it. Oh, a 7, but then the extended, I'm dropping it down to a 5.7. All right. I'd be really interested for you guys to review the theatrical again. 
see if it goes up for you and Steve. Yeah, I'd have to like find a copy of it. I, I like I said, I just watched the comparison video on YouTube mm -hmm. today. That kind of gave me an idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'll do as I want watch one day. Like, maybe around Halloween time. Oh. Yeah. Well, I Seek bought it, it from your country, Steve, so <laughs> no excuse. Yeah, I know. Yeah, probably, yeah, I'll find it. Um, we got some questions, I think. Mm. Yeah, yeah. We, we got we got, uh, we got some questions. Uh, if you guys still want to do it, uh, yeah, Joe, do it. usually you're yeah, in a, yeah. I might I might need to bounce out, but uh, I'll stick we, around for as long as I can. All right, yeah, and me, Sam, and uh, Todd can continue with them. There's a few of them. So a few Halloween questions we got this week. First one comes to us from Justin. He says, so obviously Halloween 2 is a bit of a mess. There were some ideas that I think had merit, but the whole thing just got kind of weird. Where would you have liked to have seen the sequel go instead? I think it would have been awesome to go Season of the Witch with it instead, somehow complete with Tom Atkins. I think just go Hospital, like Halloween hospital. 2. Like it, it was, it's, it was, that's kind of how it started, and it was going really well. I think maybe just do something like that, like a whole hospital movie, kind of like he made a remake, remake with Halloween 1, just do a remake to Halloween 2. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Although it would have been a faster movie because he just tears through that fucking hospital. I'm fine with that. Yeah. He did, it didn't, like, this one was another problem. I mean, both of the unrated versions are over two hours long. It's just too long. Especially for a slasher, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, all right, so the next ones come from Weezer Face. She says... Why do you think Rob Zombie messed up so bad in making these? You would think that a fan of the original would do better. Also, who would you have picked to direct a Halloween remake instead of Rob Zombie? I mean, I think he did okay with part one. I really do. Um, I mean, I was fine with it. In part two, obviously, I had way more problems. Uh, who would I like to see, though, take over? Hmm. That's a great question. I think the boys doing the, the new ones are fine. So let's see what they do with part two and three with their remakes. Oh yeah, yeah, they're doing okay. Maybe uh, let's see how these guys, how uh, our guys from Ready or Not, they're doing Scream. If they do a good slasher, maybe uh, they'd be a good choice. Or even maybe Lee Wanell. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think you just give it to a new guy, man, with uh, with no, you know, long history, history, yeah. good or bad. Just let some new guy do it, because it's 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 such an easy tale to make, man. Do you prefer? Uh, here's a question for you guys, real quick. Do you guys, did you guys prefer Rob Zombies? Or the 2018. Uh, I think I preferred 2018 just because of Lori. That's what really tipped me that way. Yeah. Um, but they're close in, in terms of score. But I think 2018 for me is better. Okay. How do you choose? Oh, how good. <laughs> yeah, the inclusion of question. Lori. The inclusion of Lori is great, but man, the doctor. Angle in that movie is just so I dislike it so fucking much. Um, but there are some great. There's, I mean, they both have their merits. Um, the I don't know. I think hey, that is tough. It is tough. I actually think I gave Halloween 2018 a lower score, but when I think about it, I kind of like think they're pretty similar. You know what? That long tracking shot in 2018 is so great. I'm gonna put 2018 yeah, ahead of it. I agree. That's kind of what makes me like put it over the top two. And the score, yeah. and the score in 2018 is fantastic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's Carpenter for you. But you got if you're in the mood for like a Rob Zombie type film, then I mean, yeah, Halloween's pretty Rob Zombie, you know? Yeah. yeah. What was her question? <laughs> the oh, director. Uh, uh, the director and. Who, oh, who, yeah, okay. who would you have direct uh, remake? 
Uh, I'm, I'm doing a nobody, and then I thought Rob did a pretty good job, but you also have to like Rob's movies to think that. Yeah, I, I think. Do. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I, I actually agree with Joe. Lee Wynow would be a good good choice to make a, a remake, but yeah, they're doing fine with the remake, so mm. we're good on that front. Um, all right, so our next question is, why do you think Michael kills? Are some people born pure evil? Um... I mean, there's a clinical term, right, for it? Psychopath, sociopath, something like that. Um, yeah. But he's, yeah, I'm going to go with the, he's evil. That's my original Loomis voice. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Born like that, Todd? Uh, well, this Michael's a product of his environment, I think, you know? Yeah. Uh, brought up in a terrible household and with like no help whatsoever his mom's delusional and she gets offered help and doesn't take it so he's a product of his environment but yeah he's you got to be born with something off too to get you that way yeah i would agree yeah i I think it's uh, a a mix of both elements right there's two very common household items which i'm not going to name that if you put together it makes an explosion both them are very like tame on their own it's when you put them together that you get the big boom and that's kind of how I feel. I think there was an element of him that he was kind of born in a, you know, in a certain way, but because he had a bad family, it really brought out the bad in him. Whereas the good family probably would have like toned down that side of him or gotten him help or something. So I think it's just both it's, he's has something there, but also the product of his environment. Can I I mention a character that didn't deserve to die real quick? Yeah. Okay. Um, in the the first movie, um, his older sister's boyfriend. He didn't do anything. <laughs> he was, he was oh. nice, and I actually feel bad too. Like, um, she's like, "Nope, my daddy's in heaven." It was like a really touching little scene. Aww. I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, he he had sex on Halloween. That's uh, that's, uh, that's what got him. <laughs> yeah, that's what got him. Uh, all right. So, a couple more questions here. This one comes from Shelby. Uh, she says, do you prefer the theatrical or unrated version of Halloween? I prefer the theatrical. It's very superior in my opinion. I haven't seen two more different versions of a movie, honestly. I think unrated has changed so much, it's not very good. I concur yeah. with her. Do, do you think it's the biggest difference of a theatrical versus an unrated that you've seen of any film? Uh, I have to dig deep, but I'm I'm thinking yes. I mean, there's a lot of character beats that are different and it changes a lot of their actions and and then of course that rape scene is just dumb yeah yeah for sure um sam you agree you yeah theatrical as well okay i haven't seen it yet well i I saw the first theatrical in theaters so i don't really remember it and i didn't see the second one in theaters so i haven't i've never seen it so i'll seek him out and watch him uh, and tell you guys when i do and the final series of questions comes from brian he says did you? Did any of you want to rip your eyes out after watching part two? No. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little with the unrated one. Not rip them out, but just like kind of, pr- you know, where you press your eyeballs in your head and you start <laughs> seeing like yeah. black and star specks. That's what I would say. Yeah, if anything, my eyes were rolling in the back of my head so much during the second one, every time Sherry Moon came on screen, that maybe I did want to rip him out a little bit. But uh, yeah, it was uh, was bad. It was bad. 
Uh, and that's all the questions we got. So thank you, everyone, for the questions. We really, really appreciate it. We can't do these segments without you. Thanks, guys. All right. Joe's got to go work. So. Oh, we're doing Vivarium next week. P.S. Vivarium. Watch Vivarium. it. <laughs> well, it's a, it's going to be a, a discussion-heavy episode because there's a lot to say. So I urge you to watch it before next woof, week. Woof, Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, I was coming in. I was going to come in. Wow. Oh. I was doing the beats, and then I was going to come in with the Mr. Sandman. <laughs> <laughs>